everyone, and welcome to another episode of You Press Play News. My name is Natalia. I'm the news editor. I'm Nadia, and I'm a contributor. I'm Michael. I'm the social media manager. And here's your news for this week. As of October 7th, there were 11 coronavirus cases reported across all FAU campuses. Most cases were on the Boca Raton campus. The university's $150 vaccine incentive is still in effect through October 31st. Students that get fully vaccinated through the program will receive a $150 Visa gift card. Cases continue to fall in Palm Beach County and the state, with cases dropping 48% over the previous two weeks and vaccination rates rising from 57 to 58% in Florida. On October 7th, the Florida Board of Education voted unanimously to withhold funds from schools that have mask mandates. Eight schools were sanctioned, including three in South Florida, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach school districts. For more info, click the COVID-19 tab and read more coronavirus coverage on upressonline.com. Student leaders plan to meet this week to discuss actions to take in the wake of student body president Max Simonson's racist TikTok video. Student leaders have so far declined to petition for Simonson's removal, but instead are deciding on a list of actions to hold Simonson accountable. On Wednesday, October 6th, many student organizations met to discuss Simonson's TikTok and what actions should be taken. Simonson showed up unannounced and answered questions from the groups present, but many were not happy with the answers he provided, with the crowd audibly groaning at some of his remarks. After Simonson showed up unannounced, student leaders met in private the next day. Leaders intend to send a list of demands to university officials, including University President John Kelly. You can visit upressonline.com for updates on the situation. Former President Donald Trump intends to assert, quote, executive privilege to prevent the House committee investigating the January 6th insurrection from obtaining information from certain witnesses. A source familiar with Trump's legal strategy confirmed to CNN that an attorney for the former president has had sent letters to some of the subpoena targets. While the letter instructed the targets to not comply with congressional investigations, it is up to each witness to decide whether to follow Trump's direction. Representative Pete Aguilar, member of the select panel, told CNN that, quote, the former president, it is not his role to claim privilege. That is the current occupant in the White House, end quote. He also added that the truth is what we want, but Trump has a problem with us getting to the truth, which is why he is mounting a pressure campaign on the individuals who he is encouraging not to cooperate. On October 4th, Facebook, which owns Instagram and WhatsApp, went down all around the world. A domain name system, DNS, problem is the possible culprit of the outrage. The DNS basically translates website names into an IP address that can be read by a computer, often called the phone book of the internet. Facebook's own site would not load at all, as Instagram and WhatsApp were accessible, but could not load new content or send messages. After 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Facebook tweeted that its apps and services were beginning to work again. The tweet read, Quote, to the huge community of people and businesses around the world who depend on us, we're sorry. We've been working hard to restore access to our apps and services and are happy to report they are coming back online now. Thank you for bearing with us, end quote. On Wednesday, October 6th, a federal judge granted the Department of Justice's request to pause the controversial Texas Senate Bill 8, which bans abortions after six weeks. In his 113-page ruling, Robert L. Pittman, a federal district court judge in Austin, Texas, sided with the Biden administration, which had sued to halt the law. From the moment SB 8 went into effect, women have been unlawfully prevented from exercising control over their own lives in ways that are protected by the Constitution, he wrote in his opinion. Since SB 8 went into effect, women in Texas have sought abortion care elsewhere. Because of the unique way the law is written, clinics that provide abortions while the bill is paused can still be held legally liable if the injunction is dismissed. 
It's not clear yet what long-term effects the injunction will have in Texas or how long it will last. Some of the world's major business hubs, New York and London, for example, are starting to reopen for travel with restrictions being relaxed. But one city, Hong Kong, is absent from the list. Hong Kong closed their borders to non-residents in 2020 at the start of the pandemic. The semi-autonomous Chinese territory recently reopened to foreign visitors, but the country still has some of the harshest quarantine rules, including a self-funded quarantine in government-approved hotel for seven to 21 days. The closure has impacted businesses and frustrated residents, yet the government has stood firm, noting that its priority is reopening the border with China, not with the rest of the world. Not surprising for a Chinese territory, but it's a further sign of Hong Kong's deteriorating reputation as an international hub. The country is now in limbo as it is backed into a corner by its own policies with no easy way out. If the city reopens for international travel, it will seek a spike in infections and lose all chance of reopening with China. If it continues on its current path, there is no telling when China will be confident enough to reopen the border. On October 8th, Unidos US, the largest Latino civil rights and advocacy organization, severed ties with Facebook. This decision came after former Facebook employee Francis Haugen leaked thousands of internal documents revealing that executives at the company intentionally promoted misinformation and were aware of the negative impacts on certain users. This week, Haugen testified before the US Senate, stating that the company's algorithms are dangerous and executives put profit before people. On the Unidos US website, President and CEO Janet Murguia stated that we have called attention repeatedly to concerns about the negative impact that the proliferation of hate and misinformation on the platform has had on the Latino community. Additionally, in a tweet on October 8th, she called for immediate regulation and public oversight of big tech companies, beginning with Facebook. In a statement last Sunday, a Facebook spokesperson responded to Haugen's accusations, calling them untrue. As a part of Biden's $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation plan, he included a $45 billion in new funding for historically Black colleges and universities. Latest news reports say that Biden's proposed $45 billion could be reduced to $2 billion. But PolitiFact says that even if the amount is reduced, it would be an increase, not a cut. Last week, social media posts surfaced claiming that Biden cut funding by $30 billion. One headline read, Biden breaks promise, cuts 30 billion to black colleges and universities. As stated by PolitiFact, the posts were flagged by Facebook as false news. As the Associated Press states, black colleges and universities have been underfunded for decades. They often have built up years of deferred maintenance, leaving buildings out of compliance with local codes or otherwise unable to accommodate students, said the AP. Roderick L. Smothers, president of Philander Smith College in Little Rock, said the federal relief money was instrumental in helping the university through the pandemic. However, he says Biden's original proposal would have provided long-term impact. United States Airlines is preparing for its largest domestic schedule since the coronavirus pandemic began in March 2020. According to United, flight searches on the company's website and app are up 16% from 2019. The airline says they plan to offer more than 3,500 daily domestic flights in December, which is 91% of its domestic capacity compared to 2019. Additionally, in December, United will add new direct flights to Las Vegas and Phoenix from Cleveland and to Orlando from Indianapolis. The new schedule also includes 66 daily flights to ski destinations. And Kit Gupta, vice president of network planning says, we know families and friends are eager to reunite this holiday season, 
which is why we are thrilled to add new flights that will help them connect and celebrate together. And this has been your U Press Play News of the Week.